So, you want to talk sports? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. And I'm Marshall Macaluso, and here we'll give you this week's top rundown, a rundown of the top leagues, who's hot, who's not, and our hot topics of the week. Let's get right into it. In life, sometimes you have to shoot your shot and be aggressive. That pretty girl at the party, she isn't going to come up to you, especially when you have the face for a radio host and a social oh. media presence of a 40-year-old woman. I guess Snapchat, you loser. <laughs> to get the pretty girl uh, to, uh, to get the pretty girl to date you, you have to grow a pair and go up and talk to her. True, true. That being said, if you want a serious relationship, you can't be dating someone just based off of, based off of looks. They got to be compatible and have the traits of a good boyfriend or girlfriend. Now let's say this person you're dating is uh, coming off a messy breakup. There's two sides to that story, and like everyone has disagreements, so you look over that and you start uh, so you look over that and start dating. You're a pretty good partner, and you're stable. Um, uh, you offer them nice things, but it isn't good enough. And then they start fighting with you. But you still desperately want to try to make this work because of how pretty they are. She's hot, you know? Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, then you try to, uh, then you catch them, like, talking to him or her. They're talking to other people, and they tell you to your face that they uh, they want to be dating them. But you still overlook that because how we like, oh, I don't know, like, they're, 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 so, they're yeah. so good looking. So I can lo- overlook Just that. Just about it. Then they start abusing you verbally and embarrassing you publicly. So finally, it's too much to overlook and you break up. And they'll run along and they're going to get another relationship again because some naive sap is going to think they're beautiful, but you know they're a bad boyfriend or girlfriend. And that's what Jimmy Butler is, the bad boyfriend of the NBA. He's extremely talented, so teams want him. But let's look at his track record. With the Chicago Bulls, he feuded with Joe Noah and admitted he was never on the same page with Derrick Rose. Then in his final season with Chicago, he had a click with Dwayne Wade where he divided the locker room and trashed the team's younger players publicly. It was so bad, the locker room sided with Rajon Rondo, a player who's on his sixth team in five years, because he's so difficult to get along with. But the younger players were on his side. But so, you know, there's two sides to every story. He gets traded to Minnesota, and it's a team with two young building blocks in place and a former coach of the year. Carl uh, Anthony Towns was voted the best basketball player to build around in 2017 by the NBA GMs. But with Butler, Carl Anthony Towns' play deteriorated. Look, look at his numbers. He isn't nearly as good as he was uh, before Butler got there. Then while he was there, the Wolves offered him a four-year max contract. They offered him nice things. He turned it down. He says he wants to win, but he requested a trade to the Nets, Knicks, and Clippers. Because when you think winning organizations, the teams that immediately come to mind are the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks. If owner Glenn Taylor and President Tom Thibodeau were dragging their feet on a deal after Butler requested to be traded while he was still playing with them, Butler would challenge him publicly, call out his teammates, sit out training camp. They kept hesitating. Butler returned to the team with an ESPN sit-down interview in tow rather than with his, like, t- with his tail between his legs. If Minnesota seemed to inch uh, towards keeping him until the deadline, Butler would use his health to justify sitting out games and publicly question his minutes load. Then he would go to practice and trash his teammates make a big stink. If Derrick Rose miraculously scored 50 points, Butler would crash his joyous post-game interview just to make sure everyone knew he was still there. The Timberwolves were getting killed in Oakland, Butler would grab a towel and wave it along with the rest at Oracle Arena. If fans booed him, Butler would tell the media he didn't care, and genuinely mean it. Butler's exit strategy was entirely transparent. He would do anything to make sure Minnesota's acquisition of his trade, uh, Minnesota uh, ended, like, ended up trading him, and make sure the rest of the league never forgot about him. There's little consideration given to the potential side effects. The damage, the permanent damage to his reputation as a leader, franchise-altering chaos as he wrecked Minnesota, 
the negative impact he had on Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, and the betrayal of Tom Thibodeau, who oversaw his rise to prominence in Chicago, and then bet his job in Minnesota on trading for him in the first place. This scorched earth approach was disappointing and disgusting, and sometimes predictable, but hardly surprising. And now he comes to Philly. Now give credit for the 76ers for being aggressive. You gotta be aggressive if you want to play a pretty girl at the party. And for what they gave up, no one confused Robert Covington or Dario Saric for the star of Butler's caliber. However, both were instrumental in the 76ers' rise last season because of how smoothly they complemented Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And now you gave up all your shooting, and you didn't have much to begin with outside J.J. Redick. And now you expect a ball-dominant Butler to mesh with Ben Simmons, who needs the ball because he can't shoot a lick. Uh, there's already reports that Simmons and Embiid were already fighting in-house, both are outspoken. They're not like Carl Anthony Towns or Wiggins who are soft-spoken and are going to let Butler walk all over them. Both have their own big personalities. They're both mm-hmm. are stars in this league. And let's not forget about poor little Markel Fultz. He was already having some mental issues because he can't shoot. And Butler's going to come in there and be like, Bro, I was homeless at one point. I was given, I was picked late in the first round. I didn't play much my rookie year. And you're a first-round pick? And you can't get a shot off? And if eventually, he doesn't, what's to say he doesn't look at Simmons and say, like, Dude, you can't shoot. You were hot garbage last year at shooting. You had all offseason to work on it, and you can't shoot a lick? Folks, he's the bad boyfriend that you date because he's hot. But good luck having any long-term relationship with him. Ooh. And that's the opening round. Scorching! Scorching! Hey, you know what? Sixers are good, but, you know, once that double clutch free throw or faults, he's going to, Jimmy's going to get the third, the third stringers. He's going to kill him in practice. First thing is going to happen. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I see that being a total be mess bad. in this fuck. He's got bad. a terrible track record, so we'll see how we'll it goes. We'll see how it works out. I, I hope he does well. It'll definitely make the NBA that more entertaining to watch. It'll be fun. We'll get to that in a little bit. But first, we got to go. we got to give our weekly rundowns, starting with the NFL. Uh, we had two we had two similar games without with not similar outcomes. Saints at the Bengals, Titans hosting the Patriots. Both of these games trap games for both two really top three, top four Teams in the NFL. The Saints proved why they're the best team in the league. They killed them. 51-14. Breeze with three touchdowns. Kamara with two touchdowns. They had zero punts the whole game. You know, the Bengals, okay defense. Pretty good, decent defense. Their quarterback, he's all right. Not great. Same with the Titans. They got a pretty good defense. Uh, Mariota is what he is. He can run the ball if you want. But neither QB is that great. And the Patriots, they stunk it up. They got ran all over them. They were trying trick plays that weren't working out with Tom Brady. And, that, I, I mean, you can talk about it with the Patriots. They always have this. But I think this is why the Saints, they're, they're the best team in the NFL by a long shot. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, the Patriots, though, it's too early to panic on them. Yeah. They have one of these every year. Last year they were humiliated uh, in Miami on a Monday night game. Like, yep. they, they will be fine, folks. But, Honestly, the way I look at it, I, I respect the Titans a lot more now. Yeah, that Monday true. night win from last week against the Cowboys looks a whole lot they better. Slouches. No, they're not. And they played the Chargers really tough in London. So that could be a team on the rise. But Patriots, I'm not worried about. They're still going to be they'll, one they'll of the be best the teams in the AFC. And Saints, oh, yeah. they look fantastic. Unbelievable. Like you said. Uh, it was about a week ago now, but the Steelers railing the Panthers 52-21. That, that was a big game. Ben Roethlisberger had five different touchdowns. Uh, five different players, uh, and it, I think it exposed the Panthers being a pretender, and also it showed the, Patri- or the Steelers, you know, they got this with Le'Veon Bell's thing, we'll talk about that later in the show, but 
They've got the talent. It's still there. That team is so talented. And if it wasn't for all the dis- like right be- all the dysfunction surrounding this team, like even before the game, there was like play- um, uh, Antonio Brown got yeah. to come up with a speeding ticket. Yeah, like going 100 miles an hour. If they can get things buttoned up, this team has so much talent. They should yeah. be winning a lot more Super Bowls. And if you look, it's really not the uh, Patriots. Because like the Patriots always win the AFC. Yeah. But, like the road hasn't gone through them. They've gotten eliminated by Tim Tebow's Broncos one year. They got Let's eliminated, go, baby. They got go, eliminated baby. by Blake Bortles and the Jaguars. This team shoots themselves in the foot, and they got so much talent. So I hope they can pull it together this year. They look really good. Uh, another team is looking really good right now. The, the Indianapolis Colts. They're 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 putting it together. They beat they Adam beat the Jag- sleeper team. Yeah, I'm a sleeper team. They beat the Jaguars uh, 29-26. Uh, Locked through three touchdowns and a pick. Bortles also had a, he had two touchdowns for the Jaguars. They're they're up and coming, but Jaguars are their stock is dropping. Like this, a rock. Like the, the Colts offensively, they don't have a ton of talent. But this is what happens when you give Andrew Luck just a little bit of help. A healthy mm. healthy Andrew Luck with that offensive line, they haven't yeah. allowed a sack. And I yeah. think it was like the past three three or four weeks. Yeah, he's had a clean pocket, and they, you know this this is what you get. I think if you look at the. Jaguars offensively were a lot more talented outside mm-hmm. of Blake Bortles than the Colts were, and but uh, Luck's Luck's real deal. He's one yeah. of the premier. I mean, we, we've got all those videos of like Luck getting hit. You know, he's like, "Oh, good hit," and it just shows like he get he got hammered in past years, and that's why yeah. he had to take all that time off. But uh, when they've drafted some old linemen, uh, I think they got their first round pick out of Notre Dame recently. Uh, they're, they're they 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 they're making a playoff push four and five. They can't afford to lose many games though. Already five losses. Yeah, but in that division, still up for grabs. Got the Jaguars one more time. I mean, so the wild card spot is still a possibility for them. Uh, another another in, really fun game to watch. The Rams outlasted the Seahawks, thirty six thirty one. Russell Wilson had three touchdowns. Goff added two more. The the Rams they win games, but man, the Seahawks like Russell Wilson. He carries that team. He is so good, and it's pretty unfortunate to see now that they're at four and five in two games. The last game against the Chargers, they had it right there, dropped a game-winning touchdown. Uh, they could be a lot more they, than they are right and now. And they needed every bit of Wilson's three touchdown passes just to keep them competitive oh, yeah. in that game. Um, Defense is not giving fantastic, any help. Fantastic job by him. Um, uh, Rams finding another way to win, too. They're yep. always going to be a good team to watch. That big game coming up this week in Mexico. Or not Mexico, not anymore, Mexico anymore. Not anymore because the field got crashed. <laughs> but um, yeah, against, the, against the Chiefs, that'll be a fun one. If you're a football fan and you have to watch one game this week, that's the one to watch. Rams-Chiefs. Fun fact. Be nice. That game has the highest over-under line in NFL history. I believe it was 63.5. So... <laughs> We're going to guarantee a good game, but we're not going to guarantee any defense being played. That, but, yeah, like you said, that'll be a really fun one to watch. Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys with a surprising win against the Eagles. I feel like a lot of team, a lot of people were, like, I think Stephen A. Smith, Colin Coward, were calling uh, the Eagles a lock in this game. And they, they dropped it. Zeke had 150 yards rushing uh, touchdown. Wentz had two touchdowns and an interception. That was, that was, a, that was an interesting game. Uh, unfortunately, I had them in my survivor pool. The Eagles uh, winning that one, and uh, Leighton Van. Honestly, I thought they had a chance. They were moving it down well, and Leighton Van Der Esch, the rookie out of Boise State for the Cowboys, he saved the game. Yes, he his screen passed wide open. He made this great diving tackle to um, end up worth a loss, so it forced the fourth and long. But um, that defense looked fantastic the first half, uh, and then that's the formula that Dak needs to yes. win. Needs a good running game, good defense to keep him in it. Russian. Yeah, so yeah. if he can get, because if you look at his numbers, when Zeke uh, has like either like two touchdowns or over a hundred yards, he has a really good mm. record. So that's that's the formula that Dak needs to be successful. So those are all those are all the fun games. I, one game that was, I mean, it wasn't most exciting. I believe the the Redskins beat the 
the Bucks Buccaneers oh, 16 to 3, but just a fun the Buccaneers had 500 yards of offense and they scored three points. That's like watching the shining and then getting or Shutter Island, I mean, and then getting to the end and just stopping at the five minute five minutes just left. Skip, yeah, just it's, five minutes. That that's important. Oh my goodness, that is that is embarrassing. But and uh, regardless, go back to uh, Jameis Winston at quarterback, so it's it's a mess down. That there. is a mess down there. But hey, they they can always say that they beat the Saints in Week One. And like if you look at it too, I think it was missed field goal on the red zone, red zone interception, picks, yeah. uh, fumble. There was another missed field goal. It was, it was a mess down there. Uh, moving on to the NBA, uh, we got we got some problem problems in Golden State. Kevin Durant versus Draymond Green. You know he he dribbles down the court. Draymond uh, for that last second shot, kind of yeah. just like stumbles, loses the ball, goes in the overtime, and then we saw what happened there. Uh, yeah. It seems that against, the, yeah, this is against the Clippers on a Wednesday night. Game yeah. was tied. Rebound comes. Durant's calling for the ball. Draymond just makes a beeline the other way and, like you said, tried to make a play and, like, stumbled with it. Um, but, yeah, they, things got heated on the bench there. My yeah. takeaway from this is there's a lot of people around the NBA, I heard, that are saying that Kevin Durant's going to be gone yeah. after this year because of this. Because um, this has been brewing for a while, and apparently... Draymond called him the B-word. That's why he got suspended by the team yeah. uh, for their next game for uh, extended rest of the team. But if I'm the Warriors and I'm trying to remedy the situation, I don't know if you look at, like, I, I might look at getting rid of Draymond. Yeah. All he is is muscle on that team. Yeah. His skills are very replaced. I mean, he's good at what he does, but you can have Boogie Cousins coming back from injury. Yeah. He can be your muscle. Muscle's very easy to find yeah. in this league. Also, I, I might yeah, I might trade him he, for that. He's a, he's, he's, a big, he's a big defensive guy, but when you, when you have the shooters, like, obviously, you, you still have to play defense, but with the amount of points that they are able to put up, like, they can sacrifice some defense to keep their shooters on the team. His skills, Kevin Durant yeah. is so good. You can't lose Kevin Durant. Yeah, no. Kevin Durant's skill set is not replaceable. Seven-footer that can shoot as well as he yeah. can. Draymond Green's are very replaceable. And, like, you don't yeah. want to let that fester. He lost it. He lost it. serious about keeping. Getting uh, suspended against the Cavs. Yeah. You know, he's, he's had problems before. But that would be interesting. I think another element of this, too, is, like, Durant kind of knows in the back of his head, this is Steph Curry's team. Yeah. And that was, like, one of the frustrating things for him. Because he, he comes there, and he wants respect after this team just beat him. So yeah. he comes there, he wins an NBA title, and he wins another NBA title. He's MVP of the finals for both of them, and he's still not getting the respect that he deserves. Like, Steph Curry, like, everyone kind of knows without saying, like, it's his team. And then, like, yeah. Durant's always on the... Because he's very... He seems very insecure. He's always on social media. Yeah, it's so... <laughs> I think, yeah, that's, I think that's an element of this whole thing, too. That'll be definitely. You know, we'll, we'll be talking about more on upcoming podcasts. One thing that we talked about a couple podcasts ago uh, that's become big: Chandler Parsons uh, for going to the Lakers. That's been a very like surprisingly effective move. LeBron likes veterans playing with him, and uh, Parsons has been fantastic um, in that center position. They really needed another center there, and he's been playing great, high basketball IQ, and he actually had. He had the chance to go to the Warriors, so yeah. um, that, that's what like one of the things he was saying. But he chose to come with LeBron, so I think we can dispel this narrative that no one wants to play with LeBron James because this man yeah. had a chance to be one of the starting centers with the Warriors, and he chose to come to the Lakers. And he had a game-saving block the other day. He's been yeah. playing great basketball. Great addition to the Lakers. Really effective on the boards. Uh, that wraps up our NBA Weekly. Uh, some soccer news, just real quick. Uh, Tana beat Crystal Palace. Mitch is... Uh, Strip club, Skip, team. strip club team. Strip club team. Beat them one nothing. Uh, Chelsea and Everton uh, drew nil nil. Which people thought, at least I thought, that was going to be a very entertaining game. 
but not not zero zero ties. You don't like that? It was not entertaining for you. It was it was an entertaining game. There was a lot of chances that Chelsea had. I think All William, six of them. Hey, they probably had like ten shots on goal. Just he soccer fans listening to podcasts. Just don't pay attention to me. String soccer, soccer <laughs> weekly. Arsenal one one against Wolves. Uh, Wolves are looking decent again. Arsenal's defensive problems rearing their ugly head, and then everyone's waiting for the the uh, Manchester derby. Man City took that one. No surprise there. Three to one. Uh, in what was just a dominant play of passing uh, Pep Guardiola's tactics. Uh, but that wraps up. The the table stayed the same. Uh, that wraps up a little bit of soccer for this How'd week. How did Porto do? Porto? We were trashing on Porto hey, last hey, week. Hey, but... hey, they're actually, I just saw it. There, there's the ESPN soccer rankings, the number two. There you go. FC Porto, baby. See, Watch you learn something new every day. I didn't even know Porto was a city. I yeah, thought it was one of my dad's one drinking of, buddies, oh but it turns goodness. out it's a city. One of these you days, I'm going to get him to watch a full 90 minutes of soccer. He's going to love it. Then he's going to realize what he's, what he's been missing out on. All the flops these... and the thrills of the 0-0 right, time. Hey, you're a LeBron fan. Don't <laughs> talk about flops, buddy. Anyways, we're going on to college football next. A little, little bit of that. All right, so college football this week. Um... Top 10 rankings uh, remain the same. Uh, everyone in the top 10 last week, still in the top 10. First headlines, uh, Alabama, they made a little resistance against Mississippi State. They went 24-0, mind you. But it was an ugly 24-0. Uh, yeah, a rough one. The offense did not look great. Defense dominated like usual, but uh, mm. Tua wasn't... Uh, he got sacked a lot. He threw an mm. interception. And this is another thing to watch out. They haven't really been in a close game yet this year. Tua's only thrown one pass in the fourth quarter this season. One pass. That's so, crazy. If he gets a crunch time in one of these tight games, he hasn't been in many of those situations yet this year. So I believe he did have a pretty big game, a couple. Well, like national championship. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, interesting to see. He hasn't had a whole lot of uh, there hasn't he hasn't we'll had see, a whole lot we'll of pressure see. in the fourth. So something to watch for. Uh, Georgia knocked off Auburn, who was ranked 24 at the time, uh, 27 to 10. Uh, but they're going to need to beat Alabama in the SEC championship to realistically get in the playoffs. Um, That's gonna be they're sitting around the 60s. That should be a good game. Uh, but yeah, they. So they got their work cut out for them, but they should. Right now, those two teams are on a collision course uh, yeah. in the SEC because LSU, after their loss to Alabama, is kind of knocked out of contention. Uh, Clemson, they dominated Boston College, holding them to 113 yards oh, in the game. And I watched, I watched this game. They won 27-7 to in the win. It was actually Boston College defense. I give them a ton of credit. It was 13-7 to heading into halftime, and they really played their hearts out considering how much, how, like, how long they were on the field. They looked gassed at the end of the game, so credit to them. <laughs> Poor Boston I College. mean, like, I thought that game was going to be a lot uglier because like, Boston College, yeah. I didn't think, should have been ranked. But, um, you know, credit to them. They held in there as long as they could, but Clemson uh, over, was overpowering. Uh, the Buckeyes of Ohio State, they won a sloppy game, 26-6 to against Michigan State, where Michigan State gave them two points on an intentional snap out of the end zone because they were pinned back. They wanted to play the field position game, so like, all right, we'll concede the safety. And then they end up getting a penalty, uh, pushing them back further on the punt. And then uh, when they stopped Ohio State and forced them to punt, they were right back on the goal line. And then the quarterback ended up fumbling, and then it was it's, it was a mess. And Ohio State, to, to show how bad it was, they actually ended up moving back in the rankings uh, after winning that game. So <laughs> Big Ten, continuing the Big Ten trend, Northwestern. Northwestern, baby. They Big Ten West. Big Ten team. Uh, offensive a uh, shootout and a 14-10 win over Iowa. Had a clean Thorson. Had a boy. Honestly, I think this shows, like, Big Ten, coming into this year, I thought they were closing in on the SEC talent-wise, but, man, they're, they're so uh, far away from them. Yeah. It's, the fact that Northwestern, and credit to Northwestern. Yeah. Fantastic coaching team. staff with Pat Fitzgerald there, but uh, they lost to Akron this year. 
They haven't won an out-of-conference game. Notre Dame, who's a contender, they kind of got rolled over by Notre Dame. Um, And they're going to be representing the Big Ten West. Uh, So credit to them, but uh, this conference is not great great this year. A couple games to watch this week. uh, Number 12, Syracuse versus number 3, Notre Dame. That should be a good game. Uh, That's actually taking place in Yankee Stadium. Uh, Notre Dame's got some weird uniforms, so that should be fun. Uh, 24, Cincinnati at UCF, who's number 11. See if UCF can stay undefeated. They won't make the yeah. playoffs either way. Hey, because, the, the you know. national champions of last year. Yeah, you always got yeah. to watch them. Um, and then final one is, this is, should be a fun one. Neither of these games really have playoff implications. Uh, Notre Dame won well. But uh, number 16, Iowa State at number 15, Texas. And then, oh, Bama faces the Citadel. Citadel. That should be a barn burner They're right a tough there. tough team right yeah. there. But, uh, yeah, so not a, not a huge week in college football uh, this week. But that's all we got for that. Uh, we got some MLB news. Uh... We're not talking about Manning the Charter Bryce Harper, though. Nah, Joe Mao retirement. Calling it a career. At a boy. It, he's always been a great uh, great face to have in the league. Six time, cool. Yeah, six-time All-Star. Former yeah. MVP. And he managed to do something that I didn't think was possible. He made the worst division in baseball to ML Central. Somehow even worse now. Yeah. So, yeah. Joe Mao, tip of the cap. Great yeah, career to you. And now we have our segment on Who's Hot, Who's Not, sponsored by... Ted Wick, heating and cooling. Ted Wick, heating and cooling. If you're freezing your balls off, it's probably because you have Ted Wick, heating and cooling. Hey, one of these days he's going to improve his business, but right yeah. now, uh, which we got some, I believe it's it's 29 degrees outside, snowing. Ted Wick, he's doing his great, great effort to keep us warm. Uh, Mitch, who, who's, who's hot this week? And can, can you pronounce it right for me? Uh, yeah, uh, fans of stupid team names, uh, yeah, we got a good one uh, just announced earlier today. The uh, Armorillos, uh, the, the uh, AA affiliate for the Padres, their new team name is the Armorillo Sod Pot Poodles. Poodle. Ar- Armorillo Sod, Armorillo Sod, Armorillo Sod, Poodles. Sod Poodles. Sod Poodles. Sod Poodles. Is that That's like a, a dog? It's, it's actually a prairie dog. It's a prairie it's like dog? A, it's a nickname for a prairie dog, I guess. Uh, I they like call they them could... Sod Poodles because they're like in the mud, the mud and stuff. But like, what? And their mascot's a little <laughs> prairie dog with like a hat and like gun with a western. And like, so it's like... <laughs> It is I love interesting. It. Yeah, so you know what? Hey, you know what? Montgomery really Biscuits. Yeah. Cook, Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. Uh, shout out to my friend Cam Blaschinski. Yeah, minor league baseball. He's, got, he's taught me all those names. Uh, this week, for me, who's hot, it's uh, punters who don't like to do their job. Thomas Moore said for the Saints, he had zero punts. And there's a picture of him after the game sleeping in his locker because he had, he had absolutely nothing to do in their 51-14 win. And also, he's getting paid more than Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, who are the Saints' top two weapons. <laughs> and uh, partners, he's getting racks. He doesn't have to do anything. He's got to sit there, wear the big coat. Uh, that, that's that's a winner in my book. The fact that the Saints didn't have to punt that game is ridiculous. Yeah. Put 51 points. I think the only drive they didn't score was when they took a knee at the end of the game. Yeah. Which is like, jeez. Uh, and then, for me, not hot this week are Jets fans. Uh, there's a story that came out of uh, West, Milford, West Milford, New Jersey. Uh, this, there's a guy who had been uh, drinking and driving. Uh, I believe he uh, he blew a .13 on the uh, blood alcohol test after he rear-ended a car. Uh, officer said because uh, w- he had he had some bourbon. He he was also high at the time, smoking a little smoking a little of that devil's lettuce. The officers asked him about it. And he said, "I the Jets make me drink," and that was his excuse uh, after getting railed by the up-and-coming Buffalo Bills and Matt Barkley. Uh, so, yeah, Jets, ones, Jets fans, I'm sorry for you. Uh, we're all in this together as a Broncos fan now. 
Poor Todd Bowles. I God think he's Bowles. he's gonna get fired he's very very soon. He's and coach. It's a, he's a defensive minded coach in an offensive minded yeah, game. Bills they don't have hung a chance. Forty five on him. Yeah, but you know what? That just goes to show show like it's not Sam Darnold, folks. Like, yeah, everyone's dressing up. McCown came in there and he had no weapons either. Yeah. Like that team is that is overall yeah. it's not good. All right, my not hot is the old post at Soldier Field. Brutal. They got the crap kicked out of them last game <laughs> by Cody Parkey. It was actually Parkey. so sad. It was kind of impressive. He hit the goal post not one, not two, not five, but four times. <laughs> yeah, Especially. he took a beating. They, they yeah, I heard the medical staff say that uh, he's question. The goal posts are questionable for next week's oh. game. There's actually uh, <laughs> talks to there's talks too though. Uh, so also not good news for the goalposts, but they might have Cody Parkey practice at Soldier Field oh, now no. instead of like the training facility. They're just kicking kick, kicking the so, dead horse. Oh my yeah. goodness! But um, yeah, so not not a good day for them. Bears still managed to win though. Yeah, they did. They did. It was a good game. It was a good game. So thanks, uh, Ted Wick, for sponsoring our hot and nots of this week. Moving on to our uh, next segment, uh, our hot takes. So we're just gonna do we're just gonna do a quick. Uh, recap of the contenders and pretenders yeah so we got a bunch uh, of bubble teams uh we're gonna have four, four from each four from each conference yes. and me and me and marshall are gonna pick one team we think is a uh contender and uh which one we think is a pretender out, out of those ones um out of the four so for the afc we'll start with them we got right. the titans dolphins ravens and colts so if you, you got do you, so, have a, you have a pretender first out of there the pretender the ravens i think we we've seen they, their records all right, and they they've got like some pieces there, um, but when they when they when they've come down to the the games that they've needed to win against good teams, they have they have not shown out very well, uh, and then uh, you got any uh, pretenders for the NFC? Mine is the Miami Dolphins. They're still sitting oh, at the five AFC, and four, yeah. or the, yeah, in the AFC. Uh, my pretender is the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I don't trust. Uh, Brock Osweiler, Brocktober is great. Brocktober's over. Brock Vember, not the same. <laughs> he was not great last week against the Packers. Yeah, that team's a pretender. I, yeah, I don't see him. Contenders though, Colts. I said this is my sleeper team. Colts, I think are. are I yeah, think they're talked about them a little bit. Yeah, Titans also. They they show they show that. I mean, the Titans Patri- are interesting. Yeah, they dropped the Patriots did drop a clunker in that game, but they still showed that they. They're not that bad. Derrick Henry's a good running back. My problem is with them, I trust Andrew Luck more than I yeah. trust Marcus Mariota. Yeah. So that's why I think the Colts, especially because you got the Jaguars one more time. Uh, they do face the Titans, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. One of those two teams is going to get the wild card spot, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. So, But yeah, they, Colts are my uh, contender. Who do you got? The uh, Titans? Yeah, Titans. And then going over to the NFC, uh, we have the Packers, Falcons, Seahawks, and Eagles. Uh, oh, and Cowboys. Cowboys are also there. Oh, the Cowboys are also there uh, as they just kind of pulled back in there with their win against the Eagles. Uh, I think one pretender for me, uh, it's got to be the, the Falcons. They, I mean, they they have been frustrated in their losses. I think we just saw they lost to the Browns. I think it was 28-14. Uh, Browns are no slouches. They got talent on that team. But just seeing Matt Ryan get Matty Ice, uh, cool, calm, calm, cool, and collected, getting really frustrated, throwing a tantrum on the sideline, you, you, can't, you can't have that. Uh, for contending playoff push. My, my pretender is, and it's not even that they're a bad team, but I think the Packers missed the playoffs. Yeah. Um, defense has actually been playing decent. And Aaron Jones, uh, running back, uh, he showed that he's a good running back, and that's going to help him a lot. But I think in that division, um, the way it's stacking up right now with the Lions and Bears, or not, excuse me, the uh, Vikings and Bears, um, I don't see them making the playoffs. 
that'd probably be my um, my pretender. My contender, uh, I do. Contender's tough. I think that's I think it's all muddled it's there. Seahawks. We got Seahawks, Eagles, and Cowboys. I think Eagles is see. I would say Eagles because I do like the, they got the most talented roster, but they got the toughest remaining schedule. Yeah, they're, they they're playing the Saints, so that's going to be really tough. Um, Cowboys, if they can keep it within two games behind the Redskins, so they got a they, they got a big matchup against them on Thanksgiving, so they can win that. They're only one back. I do think they could still win that division. Yeah, um, that division's kind of up for grabs at this point because I mean the Red Sox, they they are what they are. Not great. Not terrible. I think, yeah, but I think, you know what? I think we're going to go, I think the Cowboys, I think they're contenders. The Dak thing okay. worries me. <laughs> I don't trust <laughs> the them. The whole bad quarterback. But that defense is really good. I like the addition of Amari Cooper, and I think Zeke's obviously a great running back. So I think, I, I think yeah, they, I think they can be I'd, contenders there. I'd have to go for the Seahawks. I, I think we can both agree that Russell, I mean, Russell Wilson yeah. is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh their, their number one pick, Rashad Penny, just had his first 100-yard rushing game against the Rams. If he can keep it going, Chris Carson, he's a middle-of-the-road running back. I know that we, we talked about before. They like to run the ball. Uh, if they can if they, they can get Rashad Penny getting going, eat up some ground there so Russell Wilson doesn't have all the pressure on him. Their defense, not great, not bad, not terrible. Uh, but, yeah, that, that kind of wraps up. Our uh, contenders and pretenders in the NFL will definitely be talking about that more as the uh, weeks go on and the playoff push really starts to hit. Uh, now we got we got one more thing. So Le'Veon Bell on Tuesday uh, did not report to the Steelers, making him uh, in a, ineligible to play for the rest of this season, and he will hit the free agency market at the end of the season. Now, I personally I understand there's a lot of arguments saying that he's weak in the pool for the NFL running backs. Uh, and that he's kind of ruined his stock. Um, but I think Le'Veon Bell, we can't jump the gun and saying this is a terrible move, that he's ruined, whatever. He's he he's basically conceded that the best thing for him to do in his career is to kind of uh, put it to the Steelers and say, hey, you franchise tagged me two years in a row. You're trying to do it again. I'm not going to sit for that. I want to get my money. Even though he's going to get paid for, he was going to get 14 million this year. He's probably not going to get much more than that, but he wants it over time. And I think that if Le'Veon Bell says, you know what, I'm going to take a year off, so I'm not getting the 400 carries, 400 plus carries that I usually get as being the bell cow for the Steelers, because they were not going to do a lightning thunder and lightning thing with James Conner. They have never done that in the past. They weren't going to do it with Le'Veon Bell because we didn't we didn't even know how good James Conner was actually going to be. But the fact that he's taking a year off and he's going to be fresh hitting the free agency market uh, in 2018, I believe that he's, even if it might not be great of a move for an NFL franchise to sign a running back who's 27 years old to a long-term contract, I think there are teams out here, out there willing to do that, and that he will get his money. I completely disagree. Horrible move by Le'Veon Bell. Let's see what he accomplished here successfully. All right. Uh, he showed the Steelers that they had a stud as a replacement, and uh, Le'Veon Bell... He saved them a ton of money this year because um, Connor's a, a lot cheaper than Le'Veon Bell was. He galvanized the locker room, and really he ruined his stock, I feel like. Um, if you look at – let's take a look at running backs this year. Everyone thought we were going to be good. Uh, Zeke Elliott, great running back. That team has a losing record. Saquon Barkley, oh, best running back out of college. Losing record. Uh, let's take a look at the last 10 running backs to win a Super Bowl. There's only one star in that pool, and that's Marshawn Lynch. But here's some of the names on from the other ones. 
Shane Vereen, Ahmad Bradshaw. He's decent back in the day. Pierre Thomas, LeGarrette Blunt. There's not stars. They're not at the LBL. Anderson. He left. That's $14 million that he will never get back this year. He's not, or at, at any time. He's going to get paid regardless. So if he returned, yeah. would have gotten his $14 million. He still would have gotten paid after that. And he's going to be one year. Now, now he's going to be one year older. His stock is declining. I think the, the holdout, it, it wasn't a great look for him to begin with. They found a really good replacement in James Carter, uh, Connor. Yep. I think overall, I don't think it was a great. I, I think the optics of it looked bad. Um, I don't, and he wants Todd Gurley money. Well, I don't think he deserves Todd Gurley money. Todd Gurley didn't have a drug uh, drug suspension on him. Todd Gurley's a lot better in the locker room. I I think the whole thing was stupid on his part. I I'm contending that even though like right now it doesn't look too hot, but I'm I'm telling you, I think once the free agency market hits. He's gonna get a deal. Which he was gonna get. He was gonna get a deal though, regardless. Like if he played this year or not, it doesn't make him that much more attractive because he didn't. Play. Yeah, but he's, he's still saying, gonna be a saying, year older. Saying, look, not he's saying, look, it's about the system. The like you cannot dispute that the NFL system with the money in it and the players in it, it is all 100% geared towards the franchises and the owners making money. Players screw them. You know, care about them. They'll get their cuts. Right. But they're not gonna make the money that they deserve. And Le'Veon Bell is saying, look, I'm not gonna carry the ball. Look. You talk about the bad running backs in good in good systems. He, the the Steelers had all the weapons. So James Conner, first of all, might not be that as good as we think he is. That's besides the putting point. up better numbers than Bell ever has. He has more rushing touchdowns than Bell has ever had as a Steeler. Yeah, but he he's might not be more he, yards. They still have they have the best one of the best offenses in the NFL, regardless of who the running back is. So now he's ruining a chance to go to the Super Bowl too. Not only that, I think I think he can, I think he can see through the smoke. Money talks, baby. We we talked about Steelers are not going to go to the Super Bowl. But he, he's going to get his Talent-wise, money. I think they could. I think they could. Look, if you look right at the injuries that some NFL players sustain, he's saying, look, I'm not going to gamble my career. He's going to make big money. And we saw it. Which he's going to make either way. Unless he tears Achilles, tears his ACL, breaks a leg. He's saying, look, I'm going to get paid this offseason. I'm not going to jeopardize that by playing for a team who doesn't want to pay me. They don't want me around that long. They, I deserve to be paid, and they're not giving me my money. And he's saying, look, you want me to do this? No, I'm going to go have fun in Miami. He's still working out. He's still in football shape. But he's not he, a football, there's a difference between being in shape shape and football shape. Des Bryant has proved, Ma- proved that. He came, he came right back to an NFL roster. Okay, Khalil Mack came right, I, when he was first came with the Bears. He even admitted like he was tired and out of shape. He was in good shape, but he's not in football football shape and actual well? shape. Yeah, but football shape and actual shape are like completely different things. Like look at him in the second half. He wasn't the same player. And was Des Bryant really in shape? It's different. I mean, you, that that it, it the Des Bryant does thing thing doesn't have much of a difference because he's old. And Sean Payton said he was a little tubby walking in there too. He had to lose a couple pounds for well, Des Bryant. But I'm Just saying, saying. And a, he can be in a shape running back and football shape. running backs and. Pass rushers are totally two totally different things. One has to go through an offensive lineman. Le'Veon Bell, his 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 staple has been speed, cuts, and agility. He's not going to run anyone over. So he's going to be a year older, coming off this year. Okay, one year fourteen million dollars less richer. But hey, you never know. I'm saying he he said, look, I'm not going to jeopardize my big payday in free agency by. Playing for a team that doesn't, they're not going to give me the money I deserve. They're not going to give me the long contract. Because look, if they give him a long contract, which let's be real, he's been a very, he's been a really good running back. No, he's been, he's yeah, won he's them good. games. Yeah, he's been fantastic. The, the Steelers should have paid him the money and a, a long contract. Why should they have paid him? They have a perfect backup right now. You don't, you don't, you don't pay a running back big money. 
Running backs are he easily expendable. He was gonna make big money. Huh? He's gonna make it was it was comparatively he's gonna get big money for running. They did back. offer him. They did. They offered him a contract. I think it was pretty reasonable. He was gonna get paid a decent amount. Um, it was seventy million. He turned out seventy million from him. Like that's not chump change. That's a decent amount for a running back. And like I said earlier. Saquon Barkley's a great running back. Is he winning them any games? Well, okay, you could put Walter Payton on that roster not going to win games. That's what I'm saying. Why am I paying a running back then? Why, If I'm the Steelers, as the Steelers, because, I'd rather pay that on my quarterback. I'd rather pay that on my offensive line defense. There are teams out, out there who desperately need a running game, and Le'Veon Bell can solve their problems. Le'Veon Bell has also proven that he could do it without a good offensive line. He is really good. If there's a if there's a play going well, to the two okay. hole and it's closed up because they've got a battle line, he said he can wait in the backfield and make. All cuts. I'm saying is because he's gonna get paid whether he held out or not. He's stocked because of this holdout. I think drop. He did himself more harm than he did good from this holdout. I his think his stock dropped a lot. My point is that once we hit this free agency, he's gonna get his deal. Which he would have gotten either healthy. way. He's gonna be healthy. We don't know about that. What, that he's going to be healthy? Well, you can't yeah. guarantee that. Freak injuries happen. But I think if you look at the chances of it, he was well-rested heading up to that point. He would have only had to play, like, uh, let's see, week 10. He probably would have sat out week 10 because he had to get back in like back in shape in the playbook. So he would have had maybe five games, a couple playoff games. Plus, he would have been splitting time with Connor. So, really, the tear, wear and tear on there wouldn't have been as bad. And he would have gotten his $14 million. Well, well I guess we'll still find dropped. out in free agency. But... We're bringing, we're bringing in a closer. Bring the closer. Bring the closer. Best last. Although, I'm talking about a starter, so I can't really, can't really call the closer. We're talking about Jake DeGrom. He also won a Cy Young so today. Blake Snell. Buck Congratulations Snell. to Blake Snell. Yeah, all-star stuff. Bucks now making a, making a Cy Young. Buck. Or Blake. Blake. He's ugly. He's ugly? That's unfortunate. Well, That's why I'm hey, so happy for but him. But hey, he's got a Cy Young, though. He's got a Cy Young. And we can't even uh, pronounce his name. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Uh, Jake DeGrom, though, we all know who he is. He finished 9-10. In what was one of the best starting pitching, one best seasons for a starting pitcher that we've ever seen. He pitched 31 games. I'm going to go read off from the first game to the last game how many runs he gave up. Starting in uh, the beginning of the year, uh, he gave up 1 1 4 3 0 0 0 0 1 0 1 1 2 1 1 3 3 1 0 2 3 2 0 2 0. One 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 two three one and zero. He gave up four runs one time, and the all so thirty games he gave up less than four runs. For those of you who do the math, if Jacob Degrom's Mets, who are terrible, if they had scored four runs in each of his starts, he'd be thirty and zero. They scored three, he'd be twenty five and one. They scored if they scored two measly runs, he would have been twenty and six. But he he finished up ten and nine. The Mets are awful. They are terrible, and they have the twenty third best ranked farm system uh, after the trade deadline in the MLB. So they're not getting any better anytime soon. Hey, Tim Tebow could get called up. Tim so Tebow, they they're calling up Tim Tebow to try and fix their franchise. And he made seven million dollars last year. Seven million, which is not a lot. And in one of the best seasons we've ever seen. It was crazy how guy this how good this guy was. And it was 100% wasted. The Cubs were one team that were, when they needed starting pitching last year, were, you know, the people were strategizing that maybe they might come move for him. But no, he wasn't trading in the offseason. And he's under arbitration for the next two years, in which he'll probably get a pay raise. But it's probably not going to be the max contract that he deserves until, he's, until it's 2021, which who knows if he's... If he'll be as good as he is right now. 
Jake DeGrom, like, I sincerely feel bad for this guy. He is incredibly good. And their roster stinks. Their farm system is not in the top half of the MLB. And he's not making the money that he deserves. So, Jake, congratulations on the Cy Young. But I'm sorry, man. That sucks. You know what else is funny? He's been so good this year. The one team he gave up four runs to was the Miami Marlins. Miami Marlins. It was the worst team in baseball. But no, absolutely right. I think yeah. that is, I, I, That's terrible. So, Jake DeGrom, sorry, but uh, yeah, at least you got your Cy Young. Your that was like a four-out save right there. Coming mm-hmm. in for the opening uh, there closing you go. rant. Best there you for last. <laughs> they don't call it best for last for nothing. Well, that wraps up this week's podcast. Uh, this will probably be, hopefully, our most marketed one. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to plug. We have our official, the website has been set up. Uh, it's dormroomdisputenospaces.podient. That's P-O-D-I-A-N-T dot co. Um, I'll probably put that on my social medias to put it, get it out there. Uh, on our website, you can find all the latest episodes. You can subscribe. It'll You have links to Spotify. We have our own Spotify account. And our Twitter at, is a link at the bottom. It's at uh, podcastdrd. Uh, you can follow us there. We'll, we'll probably put some you know, quiet polls out there, see what you guys want to listen to. Uh, and then or you oh, can Facebook message me. Yeah, you can Facebook <laughs> message. We got about about the about the host you want to learn a little more about uh, Mitch and I. Uh, and then we're also iTunes. So we're up on Spotify and iTunes. Should, or, uh, should be coming soon. So that should wrap it up. Thanks for listening. We'll try and get this out. And then uh, next week? Yeah, next week uh, for our Thanksgiving edition of the podcast. Yes. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day.